everyone, and welcome to Outback Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. This podcast is produced by Outback Team Building and Training, a leading team building, training, and consulting provider for organizations across North America. I'm your host, Kara Sai, and this month I'm joined by special guest Brian McWilliams, employee engagement consultant at Outback Team Building and Training. Thanks so much for joining me today, Brian. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So our topic this month is how to plan an epic annual kickoff meeting. And Brian will be sharing his insight and expertise on the topic. But before we begin, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. Each month, we begin the episode with a quick tip for our listeners. Brian, what's the most important thing planners should do to make sure their kickoff meeting is a success? I think that one of the most important things you can do is come up with a conference theme okay. or a meeting theme that's going to resonate well with the attendees. Right. And so when you say theme, can you give me an example? Yeah, for sure. So a lot of times the theme could be something relevant to the focus of the business sure. in the new, the new fiscal year or calendar year. Right. So some themes I've hear, heard in the past, for example, could be growing together right. or stronger together. Perfect. So something that's kind of a key business message that's going to drive the business forward. Great. All right. Well, with that, let's get to our main interview. All right, Brian. So generally... What is the purpose of an annual kickoff meeting? Typically, the purpose of an annual kickoff meeting would be alignment for the key employees or key leaders, key managers within an organization to come together for the start of the year and just get aligned with the messages and the purpose for the business that year, mm -hmm. any new core value shifts or any key focuses the business is trying to drive forward. Right. Uh, that year and just make sure everybody's behind it, everybody's energized and aligned moving forward. And the, the people that you're talking to, do you generally find that it's entire companies or is it by department? It's a, it's a good question. I, I think it would depend on the company size. Right. Um, small to medium sized companies, we find it would be the whole right. organization, but for larger Fortune 500 companies, it would definitely be done departmental or mm -hmm. regional. So people, it's generally a couple hundred, can you, do you see ever up to a, a couple thousand? How big do these get? I, I personally haven't seen up to a couple thousand. I would say anywhere from 20 to 30 people up to four or 500 people is the, the standard I typically see with my clients. Okay, and, and where are they usually taking place? They wide range all over North America, but typically at a, an offsite conference facility mm -hmm. or hotel retreat facility. Okay, so for someone who's planning a kickoff meeting, it wouldn't necessarily be at the office. No, no. Yeah. Usually people like to pull their people out or pull their employees, sorry, out of the office environment so mm -hmm. they can take a bit of a break and get to a nice offsite location where there's more clarity and they can focus more on the task at hand. And a lot of those sessions will be keynote speakers, planning mm -hmm. sessions, team building sessions. So to remove your staff from the office and the distraction of the office is usually a positive to, to right. focus on the actual conference or kickoff itself. So that's just getting people away from their desks, their computers, trying to encourage them to actually focus on what the kickoff meeting's about rather than emails or customers. Not that they're neglecting their customers by yeah. any means, but... Yeah, exactly right. Just to, to have um, time away from the office. And, and most of my clients 
when they plan these off-site conferences, they will schedule in work breaks right. for their employees so that they actually have time to keep up with client communication or mm-hmm. other pressing business-related tasks that they have to they have to participate in. But what we find is one of the big objectives for these off-sites on top of the alignment and business focus goals, educational goals, is also to build collaboration and yeah. kind of a sense of community amongst your staff. Yeah. So naturally, if you can pull them out of their, their daily routine or the, the grind of the office yeah. and go to a nice off-site location, you're going to get everybody meshing together and then building camaraderie in a, a more efficient way. Yeah, really putting the focus on, on building those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So other than a work break, what would a kickoff meeting consist of? So a lot, a lot of kickoff meetings, the I'd say the main four or five things that that my clients work in are any keynote speakers. So yeah. if there's a, an industry specific topic or expert that they want to bring in for a keynote, uh, planning sessions. So key leaders within an organization might organize or facilitate a planning session to talk about the vision for the department or the company moving forward into the new year. Sure. Quite often there'll be professional development sessions, so any type of soft skill training or learning. For example, it could be a session on improved communication or a topic like emotional intelligence right. or advanced coaching, something that's going to add a new skill in these managers' tool belts to help them uh, manage their team moving forward. Right. That happens a lot. And then quite often there's fun activities that mm-hmm. could be entertainment, could be outings or adventures, and then quite often experiential team building activities as well that can layer in some of the key conference themes or the lessons around collaboration and teamwork that really is a big purpose to these offsites. Right. And so in, in your experience, are, are your customers putting these team building sessions in between the more serious or heavy sessions or are they happening at the end of the day? How are those structured? Yeah, that, that's a, a good question. I, I think a bit of both. A yeah. lot of my clients will like to, if it's a multi-day conference, they like to kick things off sure. with a high energy experiential team build event just to get everybody energized a bit of rah-rah to to get the ball rolling and then to your point absolutely in between sessions quite often a nice 45 minute icebreaker to get up interact stretch interact with your colleagues stretch your legs get the blood flowing especially if it's in between a fairly heavy planning session or keynote Mm -hmm. uh, those team building programs can slot well in between those sessions and you mentioned um, some of your customers are having them over multi-days. Is that common? It, it is It is common to have multi-day. A, a trend I've noticed, I've been in the business for about 10 years now, and when I first started, there were a lot of three or four day conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as a rule of thumb, companies have tightened that up a little bit just due to, to budget and sure. things are getting busier and busier in the corporate world now that having your key people out of the office for, that long. for almost a full week yeah. can be a lot. So I'm not saying companies don't do four or five day conferences, they still do. But for the most part, the trend I've seen is, is one to three days. Yeah. Is, is the most common and uh, yeah, probably a, a two day is the most common actually. Okay, so is it fair to say that putting a team building activity or something like an experiential learning session uh, that's a bit more hands-on somewhere in a two to three day session could really help make information stick a bit better for these participants? 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the main reasons why our clients bring us in to do team building events is quite often going back to what we were talking about off the start of the podcast here around a conference theme. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's easy to talk about that theme and, and bring that up, but it's another thing to bring it to life right. and to have it actually stick. So quite yeah. often what we'll do is we'll work with our clients to incorporate the conference theme and layer it in and unpack it yeah. in the team building experience so that people understand the, the theme and the messaging and the importance of that on an intellectual level, but yeah. also on an experiential level through the team building exercise and actually it unpacks and unfolds through that two to three hour team building experience. Do you have any uh, fun examples? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was working with um, with a tech client of mine and they've got three leadership principles that they wanted to roll out at one of their yearly kickoffs. And what we did was we created a, a custom program, uh, Mindful Mandala, where basically groups work together to do an art project where they formed with different colors of sand these really beautiful mandalas basically they're they're made by uh, tibetan monks right yeah and what we did after each group spent about two hours creating these beautiful mandalas we got them to superimpose one letter in white sand on top of the mandala and then we took individual photos Mm -hmm. of each of those mandalas and then our graphic designer put it together in one beautiful piece of art and it's the superimposed letters spelt out their three leadership principles so oh, it was kind really of a cool. surprise to everyone at the end yeah and then we made a giant quilt that went on their wall at their office after the retreat and then we also showed it on a huge Im- image to wrap up the two-day conference yeah so it kind of to my point earlier it kind of was that aha moment where they learned about and they got to put the leadership principles into action yeah. through that art activity and then they had the the lasting image moving forward to really embed it within their orga- organization yeah um so that that was a, quite a powerful one i mean something that you can see on a daily basis back in exactly. the office and remind you of this great yeah. time that you had with your colleagues mm-hmm. I, I, you're absolutely right it, there's something so different from actually having that hands-on experience and and having that piece to remember the experience by versus just seeing it on a PowerPoint presentation and it kind of just flies right out of your head a week after the kickoff meeting. Exactly. So much more impactful. Yeah, absolutely. So how far in advance should people be looking into booking things like a team building activity or an experiential learning or skill development program for their kickoff meeting? Yeah, it, it kind of would depend on the size of the group and the scope of the work. If it's a fairly large group and there's going to be some custom elements required, yeah. such as the example I just shared, yeah, I, I would say at least two to three months in advance is a good rule of thumb. Okay. Um, the more time, the better, though, just to right. guarantee date. availability and then give everybody ample time to do the creative work and do a bit of back and forth idea generation to develop the custom content for Mm -hmm. the team build Um, and if it's a a smaller group and it's a fairly basic standard program uh, usually about six weeks is is fine yeah and what about for that planner who's had this sort of thrown on their desk last minute and they're like oh in three weeks we're doing this kickoff meeting we realize we don't have anything fun for people to do can they still come to you yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We love last minute requests and we, we can turn events around with two, three weeks notice. So that's very, 
very achievable and uh, very doable. So can you take me through the process of what it would be like to help someone find the best solution for their kickoff? For sure, yeah. So normally, normally we would have one of our employee engagement consultants work with the client and just take them through a bit of a, a consultative process where we always like to find out a bit more about the group dynamics, who the participants are going to be in the room, get a feel for that, Yeah. what types of things or exercises they might like or dislike, what, what might resonate with them. Uh, definitely a bit of clarity around what the objectives are, really mm -hmm. why they want to do a team building event, right. why it's important. Uh, we always love hearing about conference themes or kickoff themes to yeah. see if we can tie that in to an existing team building event or sure. create a custom one to really bring that theme to life. Mm -hmm. And then just a bit of a feel around logistics, right? If somebody wants an indoor event, an outdoor event, how right. long do they have? Uh, what type of budget they want to spend because we've got options anywhere from $20 a head up to three four hundred dollars a head so mm -hmm. uh, usually we'll we'll go through that consultative process that might take 10-15 minutes and then work with the client to brainstorm some suitable options and have you ever had a customer come to you thinking they wanted something and then you sort of hear what their objectives are and think oh maybe they're not quite you know, going in the right direction. Does that happen often? Yeah, it, 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 it can happen for sure. I mean, a lot of clients, it's kind of a mixed bag. Some mm -hmm. come to us with a very clear vision of exactly what they want yeah. or because they've done it before or it, with a different company or they've seen it on our website. Yeah. And quite often they're spot on. They know their group really well and yeah. know their objectives and they're spot on with what they're looking for. Sometimes clients come to us with a completely blank canvas with no ideas and they kind of say, hey, you guys are the expert. Right. What, do, what can we do? And then sometimes it's sort of in between, yeah, where they, to your point, where they might have a vision for mm -hmm. something, but once we lift up the hood, so to speak, and kind of figure out exactly what they're trying to achieve, yeah. we, we might find out that a, a different style program might be a slightly better fit to, to meet those objectives. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking of those last minute planners who maybe got the task Sort yeah. of short notice and they're thinking oh I, I have to come to you guys with an idea but they don't necessarily they don't. Yeah, yeah exactly exactly I, I would say honestly I'd say probably 70% of our requests that we get mm -hmm. it's a blank slate where yeah. people just kind of to your point say hey my boss came to me and said that we want a three-hour team building event on day two of the conference and we've got X amount to spend, yeah. 150 people go find something. Right. And they're a little bit lost or they're scrambling for ideas and they don't know what would fit at the venue or fit within the budget they have and they can come to us and uh, that's really where our expertise comes through because yeah. we, we typically plan about 12 to 1400 team building events a year right and we've we've heard it all so yeah. any type of requests we've heard and we'll, we'll have good solutions for any group size, any budget, any location. Okay. Yeah. So for the planners out there, do you have any final tips? I, I would just say come into it with an open mind. I mean, any, anything's possible and, uh, and you can get pretty creative mm -hmm. with this type of stuff. And I feel sometimes people have assumptions about what team building means. Right. And I, I would just say come into it with an open mind and, uh, there's some pretty creative solutions out there that are really engaging. And one of the things I'm always surprised at is I've been to a lot of these offsites myself from a participant standpoint and yeah. also helping to facilitate and run, run the events. Mm -hmm. And the, this, in the 10 years of doing this, the one thing that still blows me away is how 
so often people are so hesitant to do something a little out of their comfort zone, to do a team building event, to do something a little experiential. And there might be a negative association with team building. Trust falls. Trust falls, exactly. (laughs) But once people get into the activity, literally two, three minutes in, they're rolling up their sleeves, they're heavily involved, and the biggest naysayers by the end are, are the ones with the biggest smile on their face, laughing, mm-hmm. high-fiving their colleagues, and just having a phenomenal time. Providing that great feedback. Exactly, and providing phenomenal testimonials and 10 out of 10 feedback yeah. and really, really get out get a lot out of it, and they're asking us what they can do next time. So that, that would be my one, one uh final tip is just come into it with an open mind and I think you'd be surprised um, what we can do for a team building event. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Brian. That's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. Outback Team Building and Training helps organizations across North America build relationships through memorable team building, training, and consulting experiences. And our team has been recommended by over 14,000 corporate groups in the United States and Canada. For more tips and expert advice on putting together a successful kickoff meeting, visit the downloadable resources section of our website at outbackteambuilding.com to download your free copy of an event planner's guide to epic company kickoff meetings. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening.